Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Now, this scripture is talking about the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out, meaning out of Jerusalem. They displease God and are hostile to all men. So this morning we talked about believers being very hostile. Why are you so angry? Why are you so hostile? And Christians have a lot of hostility, you know. But they don't seem to recognize it. If you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, the Lord says you will surely die if you eat of this. How did they die? In, in their comprehension, they would not surely die. How would they die? So they, they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They, they ate of that knowledge. And they realized they was naked. It wasn't the nakedness that killed them. But it's the fact that they was wrong. The element there that we sometimes miss is the fact that they was angry. And actually they was kind of angry before because they thought God was unjust in not letting them eat of that tree. You ever feel like God is unjust when um, God doesn't let you do something? Or you feel like your parents are unjust or the government's unjust, your neighbor's unjust. And so when they, when they ate and they realized they was naked and they became fearful, and they want to act like God is angry, but the truth is they're angry that they made that decision. And you could see that anger displaying because when, when God caught up to them and they're hiding, you know, Eve's blaming it on the devil. Adam's blaming it on Eve. You know, uh, at some point they're blaming it on God. So I wonder, is it the anger that kills us? Anger is death, you know. Anger is murder. The Bible says if you hate your brother, you have murdered him. Would it be safe to say that all pre-mature deaths is because of anger? Hmm? Would it be just to say that most automobile accidents, when somebody, when blood is spilled or life is spilled, wouldn't that be anger? So we don't realize how much anger has to do with death. Hmm? Or how much death that you have inside of you right now. Because if you've got anger inside of you, you've got death inside of you. This morning we talked about uh, a subject. I want to touch on it just a little bit. It's when the, you know, the Israelites, they had come out of Egypt, right? Uh, they was already angry. They'd been in prison for so many years. And then Moses uh, comes along and, you know... 
that didn't go as smooth as anybody would like. So they're already angry. And so they come out of Egypt, and you realize for a couple years before they got that opportunity to go into, up into the Canaan and get the promised land, they're always angry. They're always grumbling. We ain't got water. We ain't got meat. We ain't got this. Commodities, you know. You shouldn't look for... Um, um, what's the word I used this morning? The accommodations. When you're getting out of prison or when you're about to walk into your promise, you know, it's not about accommodations, how comfortable you can be. But there was always grumbling, you know. I mean, they're always grumbling. A lot of times they want to go back to Egypt, there's always grumbling. So the revelation this morning was the problem was not the giants. That's not why they didn't go into the promised land. The giants was not the problem. Because the Lord had already dealt with all them Egyptians. Yes? A few giants compared to the multitude of Egyptians. God had already showed his miraculous power. So going up and dealing with the giants was not the problem. Once they found out that there was giants up there, they began to grumble. And say, the Lord brought us here to die. See, that's anger. So the reason they couldn't go up is because they was angry. Just like us sometimes, we get angry when we're put under a little pressure. We get angry. And I find Christians get more angry than anybody. But we justify it. But we get angry. That's why they didn't go up. They's angry. And when they got so angry that they finally said, all right, we'll go up. They almost got killed because they didn't go up in faith. They went up in anger. Listen, any good warrior or karate guru knows how to defeat somebody make them angry that's why they say something about your mama so not only can you not use good English when you're angry? You're not very good at fighting either. Hmm? Although some would try to say, you know, use that anger, put it in. No, you're stupid when you have anger. Hmm? So that's the reason they couldn't defeat the giants because of the anger. Because of their anger towards God, they couldn't please God. You know, if you're angry with somebody, it's hard to please them. So God says, now's the time. But they're so used to grumbling and complaining about everything like all Christians. Like these Jews. Hostile to all men. That obviously means people weren't even bothering them. It's just hostility. Christians have so much hostility. I think we're kind of angry that we got saved to start with. 
Not to mention all the anger we had before because life was so unjust. See, because the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what most people don't realize is all about anger. The knowledge of good and evil is about judging, right? You deserve to die. What's that, anger? You deserve to live. That tree's got anger written all over it. Don't eat of the angry tree. Hmm? Don't eat of the angry tree. The tree will make you angry and you will die. That's the angry tree. Think about it. When you start judging people, good and evil, don't you get angry? You eat of the angry tree. Lord said, quit eating of the angry tree. Forgive. But you like the angry tree. It surely won't kill me. Surely your angry anger will kill you. If it don't give you bad health, it's going to make you do something stupid. And when it's time to go up, when it's time to go up and possess the promised land, nah. You you, you have so much anger, you can't go up and fight because you're angry with God because you don't know if God is really for you because you know you've been angry with Him. Yes? It's kind of like a scripture we had a a week or two ago, right? It's Herod's birthday. Hmm? Tells the young girl, ask me for anything up to half of my kingdom. And what does she want? John's head. You could have had half a kingdom or some man's head. That's anger. Some of us rather rather get even with somebody than be blessed. Anger. Hmm? Hostility. Just angry at everybody. And Christians, because we don't know how. See, here's the thing. You may not have ever thought about this. You probably never thought about the tree of good and evil being an angry tree. See, when God gets angry, it's righteous indignation because God still loves when he's angry. Right? So, 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 so that's, that's an angry tree. So you probably never really thought about that. But see, when you start judging, you don't, you don't realize the anger that is, that is stirring up inside of you. When you start judging rather than forgiving. And this judging goes towards God. It goes towards other people. It goes towards yourself. And you're not going to be productive. You're not going to live. Right? You can't be angry and plant a garden. Unless your intent is thorns. Hmm? Because when Adam and Eve messed up, they're obviously angry at themselves. They're blaming the snake. I mean, you've got to be angry just to blame a snake for your problem. There's a snake. You You know, there's this thing about driving, you know, and you have an accident. But the truth is, you weren't paying attention, you just run off the road. But you got too much pride to tell the police. Hey, man, I just, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. No, an eagle flew out of nowhere. And you swerved to miss it. It was a dog that come across the road. And you swerved, you know. 
You blame you. You can't. You can't. You can't accept it. But you're just so angry at yourself for doing it, and then you just blame it on, you know, something else, rather than owning it and be forgiven. So Adam and Eve come out of the garden. They're angry. That's why they love to do sacrifices so much. That they, they they're angry when they come out of the garden. So much so, won't nothing grow. Because you eat of that anger tree. Yeah. And that's the, reason, that's the reason you can't go up and, and take hold of the promise that God has you. So many Christians never go into the promised land. It wasn't just all those Israelites that died in the desert. So many of us. Some of us in this room, if we don't get rid of our anger, we will never walk into the promised land. Because the Bible says you can't go into paradise with a hint of evil. But some of us, we're just so angry about the journey. And even if we get blessed, we're still angry. And we don't realize it because we, we, as Christians, and that's why I think Christians are more angry than everybody else, because we justify it. Yes. I want to share a little story about a young man. Hmm? A young man that uh, used to go to church. So there was a young man, and his mother made him wear nice clothes to church every Sunday. Not only nice clothes, he had to button up his shirt and wear a tie. And the young man just hated that. Sunday after Sunday, every Sunday. (laughs) Now, in the young man's opinion... He didn't really have a problem with going to church. You know. Yes. But every Sunday, mama making me button my shirt and put on a tie. And it's not like he had any chest hairs to show, you know. It's just bare, you know, there was nothing there. Didn't have no biceps or, you know, no, no, no abs or nothing. But every Sunday. So in, in their righteous mind, they're good. They don't mind going to church. Just want mama to loosen up a little bit. At least don't make me... Button the top button. Give me one button of freedom. So every Sunday. And the young man is angry, 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 angry. You would have thought somebody came in and killed his whole family. The anger that was built up over a button. The anger that just kept building up week after week after week after week. So, I said to the young man, 
Your head ain't on straight. You mean every Sunday you give your mama a hard time? Don't see that. You know your mama like your top button button. You don't see that you give your mother hell on earth every Sunday. In their mind, the mother is one that's wrong. A button? You gonna protest over a button? Do you know how much freedom you might get if you respected your mother and buttoned the button? Because then she realized that you listened to her. You know how much freedom you would get? But you vex enough to kill Keith Riley himself over a button? And seriously, you could taste this young man's anger. I mean, this is some serious anger. I mean, you ready to fight me down over a button? A button? But we're really not talking about a button, are we? Today we're talking about one button. Tomorrow we're talking about two buttons. Three buttons. What we're talking about is repaying. Because anybody in their right mind would button the one button and get favor. Why, could Ad, why couldn't Adam and Eve leave that one button alone? Why can't we? But in their mind, it's just not right. But since when is it right to disrespect your mother every week over a button? So you throw away the whole mother just for a button. But do we realize that's not the problem? Do you realize this anger is much deeper than a button? Huh? We think it's a small thing. And sometimes as parents, we give slack. But the truth is, we should not give slack. Because we think, listen, when people are getting angry over something stupid, they have a more serious problem than a button problem. Huh? They have an entire garment problem. <laughs> which is the case in this young man that I'm referring to back in the day. It's not one button. You know it's not one button. You know it will never stop at one button. The truth is, 
it will end up not coming to church at all. Because the fury that's on that one button is not about a button. It's about being in control and doing my own thing. And we would like to think that we're more respectful to God, but we're not. We get angry over the smallest of things. Mm. And that anger just builds and builds and builds to a place we are hostile towards everything and everybody. Huh? Yes? So, 10 years from now, let's say this young man ends up in prison. Hmm. Maybe he's on death row or hanging a row. I don't know. Sometimes they hang people down here. Or maybe they're in there for life. How'd you get here? What did you do to get here? What'd you do to get here? You got a life sentence? What'd you do to get here? How many people you kill? What'd you do to get here? You don't know what the truth is? Hmm? What really got me here is I did not want to button my button in church. That's what got me here. That's what got me here. That's what gets you divorced. That's what gets you fired. <laughs> A button. That's what gets you murdered. A button. But it's not about the button. It's about the evil inside that wants to control everything. It's about the injustice. Life is not fair. My mother makes me button my button. Now if it's just that one thing, okay. Loosen the button and the tie. If it's that one thing, but it's not that one thing. Same way Adam and Eve decided to eat of the tree in the first place. It, it didn't happen in one moment. It was, it led up to that. That's what anger does. You keep getting angry till you're stupid. You keep getting angry till all you want is justice. And you can tell yourself that you're not angry with God, but you're lying. And what was ironic about this young man is he had so much anger he couldn't even realize how much he hated his mother and how nasty he was about the whole ordeal of a button. We justify ourselves. And we as Christians come and we say we're not angry. Huh? No, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm just waiting for the Lord. Been 10 years. I just, I'm just waiting for the Lord. I'm just waiting for my promise. Hmm? Though he tarries. 
I'm not angry. Don't say I'm angry. I'm not angry. There's nothing about me that's angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> How are you today? You good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not angry. I just wish people would leave me alone. How did you get to this place? Did your mommy make you button your button? How did you get to this place? No, I just don't let people run over me. How did you get here? I don't like the way that preacher preaches. I don't like that little girl that does worship in pink pants. How did you get so angry sitting in the house of God? Where, where did it really start? So we're waiting on our promise to come to pass, but we're hostile. But we justify our hostileness. We justify it with scripture after scripture after scripture. Huh? We find scriptures to justify our anger. We find scriptures to justify. You, know. you need to be more serious about God. I'm serious. You need to be serious. Because hmm? I, I know I'm still not serious enough because I ain't getting blessed yet. And you need to be more serious. Maybe you get more serious. Maybe I get my blessing too. Lord told me to tell all of y'all to repent today of your wickedness. The truth is, he told me to repent. I just thought I'd pass it on. has anger robbed you of? How much health has it robbed you from? How much peace has it robbed you from? And how many good plans did you come up with while you was angry? Huh? Is it possible you missed your opportunity to go into the promised land because you was busy 
justifying yourself and being angry and uh, judging the whole world, judging everybody. I don't know why God does this and I don't know why God did that and I don't know why he's making me wait so long and you just get more angry and more angry and more angry. Uh, as if though you think anger is going to you know, sometimes people believe that today. They, they try to be angry today because they think that'll get them to the front of the line. They'll come in angry and they'll just walk up to the front of the line and they think everybody will just give them the pass. We think anger works. We pride ourselves. We pride ourselves on being a Christian and not letting nobody run over us. <laughs> obviously, not, obviously not turning the other cheek. You ain't ever turned the other cheek. <laughs> you turned other people's cheeks, but you ain't ever turned your cheek. Builds. And what I want you to hear this morning, I want you to hear this this morning. You can't be angry and prosper. Because anything you gain will have blood on it. It's not the giants, it's, it's, it's not the it's not the the cost of living, it's, it's not your your income is not how much the house costs, is not how much the car costs. That's not, that's not what's stopping you from getting blessings in your life. It's not the giants that's stopping you. It's your anger. It's your attitude about how long it's been. It's your attitude and, and to the place that you don't trust God. So you, you, don't, you don't try to step out because you're, you're angry. You know, your, your, your faith is under the bed. You're, you're angry. You've got a good talk in church. But the truth is, your, your anger is robbing you of faith because you can't, you can't be angry at God and love Him at the same time. And here's the thing is, have you ever been angry with somebody and then they come up and try to be nice to you and you don't know how to, you don't know how to deal with that because you've been angry with them? Adam and Eve condemning themselves because they messed up. Some of us condemning ourselves because we messed up. But we still don't understand why God is waiting so long to bless us. And it's just, it's just anger that's building up inside. We don't, if we could just button the button. Just button the button. Just button your lips. Button your Huh? Quit spewing. I understand that you're angry, but quit spewing. It's, it's just going to get worse. It grows. Say, Lord, help me. Even when I'm quiet, I know I'm angry. Ah, I'm angry. I'm an angry bird. I'm an angry saint. Ah. But we, we cover it up. We justify it. And somehow or another we think, no, I'm just, I'm fighting for myself. I'm doing what's right. I'm not angry. We justify it. We justify the hostility. Huh? 
Yes, we try to threaten people to come to church. No wonder you're a terrible witnesser. You scare the hell out of them. <laughs> you need to straighten your life up. You need to be straight like me. And the veins on your forward are popping out. Get rid of the hostility. Think about it. Aren't a lot of Christians hostile? Yes. That's what they all say. I see you in bondage with your white shirt and the top button button. Your wife dress you. Where's your tie at anyway? <laughs> your wife says what? Put on a tie. But she's not here, is she? No. So we just. <laughs> Christians are hostile. We're not nice people to be around sometimes. Because we just, we lustful little creatures, we're angry because we ain't got our blessing yet. And we're so busy trying to look good that we're angry. We're trying to be perfect. Huh? We're trying to be perfect. Yes? Mary, that, that, that white dress is nice, but if I could be honest with you, the white looks a little bit off because Malik's shirt looks a lot whiter than your white, so. I'd take that dress back and say it ain't white. It's not white. No, that's what we do, you know. Because, listen, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is an angry tree. It's angry. As soon as you take of that tree, you get angry. You get angry. Because the tree is all about judgment. You get angry. That tree is law. Until we as Christians come out from under law, we will be angry birds. Until we come out from under law, we will be angry. Because we're trying to be good. And we're angry at God because we can't be good. There's some flaws in us that's his fault. Plus he put that big old red devil around. He knows he's too big for us. No, we under law. We're going to be angry as long as we under law, as long as we believe. I got to be good so I can go to heaven. Huh? 
You think that phony stuff is going to get you into heaven? Jesus says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. And them Pharisees, hmm, there's not a church in the world wouldn't love to have some of them Pharisees because they, on, on, the, on paper, they look good. Unless your righteousness exceeds that, you have no part in heaven. And the more we try to be good, the more we mess up and the more angry we get at ourselves. And the more angry we get at God for requiring so much of us. So we just, we just sit in fear all the time. We don't know when we're going to die, when we're going to go to hell. We just hope we're going to go to heaven. Huh? And a rapper that shakes his booty all the time and try to get other people to tweet their behind. When their buddies die, they pour alcohol on their grave and I say, I'll see you in heaven. <laughs> what? At least they died happy. We, we don't have that kind of faith. Huh? We tweak one time. We think we we, we damned. <laughs> Twerk. I know what it is. But it sounds more funny to say tweak. <laughs> what? Had you second guessing yourself? <laughs> you and your pink pants. What? Look like a pink panther. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen that panther turn into a leopard a few times. <laughs> but <laughs> isn't it true? We make it so hard to get into heaven. I'm not. I'm not saying we shouldn't be nicer people. But that's not what gets us into heaven. And that's not what gets us blessed. But we torment ourselves trying to be perfect, you know. And we put that disease on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I see your knees. You're going to hell. <laughs> that's what you get for watching knees. Huh? Jesus says, look up, your redemption draws nigh. He didn't say look at the knees. He said, look up. Huh? Why are you looking at somebody's knees for anyway? You know why you're looking at them knees. You're looking at them knees to judge them knees. Because that's what we do. And that's what we're judging ourselves all the time. Yes, to be a good person. Most definitely. And to be open to how you could be, be a better person? Yes. To be more loving? We should all want to be more loving. But to sit and judge ourselves and beat up on ourselves every time we have a bad thought? Huh? No wonder you broke. Huh? You have a bad thought. Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lord. I just repent, I repent. Listen, you're always going to have some bad thoughts. Just don't entertain them. Huh? Huh? I repent. 
You find yourself looking at a, a girl a little too long. Oh, Lord, I'm lustful. God, I'm sorry. You're beating up on yourself all the time. Just turn your head back. <laughs> yes. If you can't get your head turned, just move your eyes. <laughs> You ain't got time for a blessing. You got a full-time job now condemning yourself and everybody else. And sometimes there's, you know, sometimes we have this piousness about us and we don't think if we don't set everybody straight, we're going to hell. They ain't really worried about you. They, they, They just beat up on you all the time. You need to do this and you need to do that. And the Bible says do this and the Bible says do that. I just worry about your soul. You ain't worried about your You ain't worried about their soul. You're worried about your soul because you don't think if you don't buff them, then God's going to send you to hell. He's going to hold you responsible for the stupidness they're doing. You ain't worried about that person. You're too busy hating everything to love anybody. Am I talking true? Take the anger out of your own nose first. And then you can help people with their boogers. <laughs> you don't get that? When a bull gets mad, his nostrils... When people get, ba- get mad, their nostrils flare out. Did you know that? That's why I said take the, take the anger out of your own nose because your nostrils flare out. Huh? Yes? When you see a church member and them nostrils flare out, run. Run one time. Run. Run. When you see they're easing up to you like this, run. Run. They're going to kill you with the word. Run. Once them nostrils flare out, two things happen. When you see the nostrils flare out and the eyes get smaller, them eyes get smaller in case you hit back, run. (laughs) No wonder we're so angry. We just, we're beating up on ourselves, we're beating up on other people, and we can't walk into the promise. Because we judge ourselves unjust, that's what we get from eating from that tree. We should leave that tree alone. That tree is law. Right? Huh? Yeah, I love people. If, if, if somebody will listen to you, but it says don't give you pearls to swine. If somebody will listen to you, try to help them better their life. But, but encourage them. Don't just beat up on people. And beat up on yourself. Huh? Yes? Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Pink Panther, why you look in the mirror so much? <laughs> why do you look in the mirror so much? Do you look in the mirror? Yeah, but she just got shades of pink. You, you pink. 
So why, why are you looking in that mirror? Do you look in that mirror because you, 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 you think you're hot? Or you look in that mirror because you think somebody might judge you? Huh? I mean, are you, are you, what, what is priority? Are you really trying to look nice? As if though, you know, lips on angry bird, I'm not sure what that would look like. You know. <laughs> but are you really trying to look nice? Are you afraid somebody's going to judge you? Why are we trouble so much to fix ourselves? Is it really about looking nice or is it more about we don't want to be judged? Why didn't you shout hallelujah when worship was going on? Is it that, that you don't love God or are you afraid you might not do it right? First few times I preached, I thought I was going to die. Literally, I thought I was going to die. If somebody don't, somebody don't kill me, I'm going to kill myself. I judge in everything I said. <laughs> Any preachers can relate to that? Judge everything you said. You're going to be damned for sure. You're judging everything you said. Hmm? <clears throat> I remember this dilemma I went through when I started preaching. It's strange. The devil never liked one message I preached. I was either too hard on people or too easy. <laughs> According to him, to this day, 33 years later, and ain't no telling how many thousands of messages. I don't even ask him anymore because I know what he's going to say. Uh, <laughs> what? Especially in Jamaican devils. They, they don't show you no prayer. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of the curse of trying to be perfect and trying to do everything right. Uh, and I think that's why the, the Bible says there's prostitutes are getting into the kingdom of heaven before you because they already accept the fact oh no it's got to be grace ain't no other way I'm going to get in but I think some of us still trying to earn it and we're so angry that's why we're not seeing their blessing it's stopping us from entering into God's promise and we make it so hard we make it hard on other people we make it hard on ourselves with our religiousness You might come this morning and, and you won't think that God will give you a word this morning because you ain't been to church for three weeks. So you say, God won't talk to me. But God didn't say that. You said that. Your anger said that. Because where there's judgment is anger. And we justify that anger so much as Christians that we don't even realize we have it. We justify it. We're about ready to burst open. The abyss is about ready to open up. We just, we just got. Huh. And give God one more chance. 
We just, we just, yes. We, we aggravate it. We're tired of being godly. Where's my man? Where's my house? Where's my car? And they don't tell them where you're going to blow up at. Because you can only take so much, you know. Huh? But sometimes we just spew on people all week long, you know. We just, we just. Oh, no, I'm going to hell, and I'm going to take you with me. <laughs> Am I speaking truth? We're hostile. God ain't done nothing to you. He's done everything for you. God has done everything for you. And right now, he's trying to take the wrath off of you that you placed on yourself. You judged yourself. That tree that your forefathers ate of. Huh? That tree your forefathers ate of. Yes. I don't know if it's an African tree or a Caucasian tree. I don't know what color the tree was. But that tree you ate of. Huh? We're using that same tree now. We judge ourselves with it. And we judge God with it. And we judge other people. We've we got to stop this. We gotta stop being hostile to everybody. We gotta stop being hostile. Okay. You don't have the blessing you want yet. Stop being hostile. You ain't never gonna get it with all that anger. Yes. Because anger messes with your head. You got half the kingdom and you ask for somebody's head. I never will forget one time. There's this couple. I think they had been fighting. So, you know, I kind of called them out. I believe or they were standing there. And uh, I just asked one question. <laughs> I mean, the couple was standing there. I just, I asked one question. One one count one I ask one question one question I did not expect the response that I got you know as preachers we like to ask more than one question I ask one question and I thought okay after I ask this question then I will be able to minister to this couple Right, so this, this kind of open door, so I asked one question. So they stand in here. So, him being the man, well, this is the way I felt it. So I asked him, I said, do you love your wife? That's all I said. That's all I said. Do you love your wife? This man got so angry he couldn't talk. He just turned the colors of the Trinidad flag and walked out. And what did I do? Like every dummy. 
Oh God, what did I do? Did I say something wrong, Lord? <laughs> That's what some of us good ministers do. We beat up on ourselves. Lord said, what stupid music are you talking about? Didn't I tell you to ask the question? But Lord, you didn't tell me he was going to have that kind of response. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is like the, the, the young man with the one button. And that was the thing about that husband. Was he to blame for the relationship? Not necessarily. But he had so much anger. That that question. And I asked him, my nice, you know, my easygoing way. I said, You sure? All right. You love your wife? Of course, love her. Why do people answer questions twice? Either they're not sure or they're trying to convince me. We ain't going to go no further than that. But Hello, Mother Teresa. By the way, his shirt is whiter than your white. If we really want to compare whiteness, if we really want to compare whiteness here. No. But what we do know is the volcano didn't open. Yes. My point is, if you don't deal with these things, they're going to come out somewhere. Somebody's going to say the wrong thing to you, and they're going to come out. But, but the hostility that you walk around in is a setup. Your enemy, like a roaring lion. Judge not, be not judged. <laughs> Keep my tongue from evil. I, I want to say something, but... Pray for me, Shelly. <laughs> Some people just bring the bad out of you, don't they? They just bring the bad out of you. Isn't that true? But so they brought the bad out of you. So how did the bad get in you to start with? <laughs> it can't bring no bad out of you if you ain't got no bad in you. You can't get no apple juice out of an orange no matter how much you step on it. But it's not only is this going to set you up, 
it begins to create this, this aura around you, or as the raster say, this vibe around you. It begins, to, it begins to ooze out of your pores. And for some reason or another, you just start not to like angry people. And for some reason or another, you don't feel to give favors to angry people. Uh, yes. Anybody hear what I'm saying? That anger inside is affecting your vibes. Your aura. The only man you attract is an angry one. Yes. Hmm? Hmm? No, what's inside of you? It begins to come out. And people start to feel judged by you even though you didn't open your mouth. Because that's what's inside of you. You're angry. You're, you're hostile to all people. These are God's people. They're hostile to all men. Because you don't get what you want. And you, you feel like God is not just. Life is not just. And you just get more and more angry. But the truth is. Anybody can prosper. Once they begin to walk in the light of God. And you will prosper. But you've got to trust Him. And I know there's things that can make us upset. We all get angry. Some of us born angry. We was crying. Doctor didn't even have to slap us. When we come out, we've come out crying. Huh? Why didn't you warm your hand up before you grabbed me? You know, we just, we just come out angry. Listen, there's grace, you know. But we've got to learn to give that up. We've got to learn that ain't no power. That's not no power. Hmm? You, you know, this world is messed up. You know how? This world is messed up, you know. I'm not talking about it in an angry way. They're just messed up. Yes. Um, I sent, I sent, uh, I needed to get my passport renewed in St. Lucia. I'm a St. Lucian too, you know. Not just Trinidad. It's hard to be a Trinidad. You've got to marry somebody or something to be a Trinidadian. But, uh, residents maybe, but you've got to marry somebody or something. You know. oh. hmm. Well, I married a St. Lucian. But it was easy, you know. You marry a St. Lucian? You don't, you don't have to visit that country much. Just marry a St. Lucian. Give them some money. Boom, there you go. Here's your passport. Real easy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if you could get into heaven that easy? Just marry a Christian. Go boop. Right? But on the other hand, so I need to get my passport renewed. Right? So I need to send some passport pictures. Right? Okay, okay, okay. Because last time I go get passport pictures, I always get extra. I don't fuss about the money. If I got to go pose for a stranger, <laughs> I can get me several pictures made at one time. So I, I, I sent my passport pictures. And they turned them down. They said, you smiling too much. Huh? Yeah, would I lie in church? 
<laughs> they said, I'm smiling. Is that right, Colleen? They said, you're smiling too much. <laughs> and and it's, going, it's catching on in Trinidad too, you know. When you get a picture on your driver's license or whatever, they don't want you to smile. Don't smile. Huh? And there's only one reason why they don't want you to smile. Because they wouldn't recognize you any other time. <laughs> uh, you, you come through immigration there and they, look at this. They say, this don't look like you. This, this don't look like you, you know. And, and, and then you say, what do you mean it don't look like me? Oh, I see it now. <laughs> Go ahead. Got to learn to be happy. Mm -mm. No matter what's going on in life, right? And it's that happiness and that joy and not judging people and not judging yourself. Huh? Not judging yourself. You know how you get that big plank out of your own eye? How are you going to get a plank out of your eye? Because huh? evidently it's in your brain. Because you can't get a plank in your eye. Anybody know what a plank is? That's, that's a wall. So it must be in your head. You got, so I just look in there. I look in your eyes and see in the plank. How you get that out? It says first remove the plank from your own eye, right? But how you get it out? Quit judging yourself. Quit judging yourself. And once you know how to get planks out of your own eye, to get sawdust out of other people's eyes, no problem. But how do we try to get sawdust out of people's eyes? We try to hold them down. Put the cross on their forehead. Bathe them in olive oil. Mm -mm. Do a prayer vigil. We don't say, listen, God forgives you. Let that thing go. It's that easy, you know. Love covers a multitude of sin. It's that easy. Let it go. I think that message is for all of us this morning. Some of us more than others. But let the anger go. Let it go. Uh, you're not going to walk into your promise like that. Keep trusting God. Keep believing. Yes. Realize that anger is destruction. Hmm? I, 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 I'm fearful of anger, you know. I don't like to walk with angry people. And if, I ang if, if I'm upset, I don't like to go for no ride. Because I know what causes accidents. Hmm? And shootings and a lot of other things. Uh, when you get rid of all that anger, you don't find yourself in the back now, in the chaos. I'm not saying you won't never, but I'm just saying, oh, your life is going to be a lot better. Uh, once you get that dirty vibe out of you, and you stop 
walking in that hostility and, and just, you know. It's real easy to say, ah, they're just having a bad day. Let me leave them alone. Let me not go and make it worse. You see people having a bad day, and you decide you're going to go and make it worse. <laughs> that don't make no sense, does it? You could take the dust out of their eyes. And life begins to be so sweet. And you begin to see God in a way you've never seen Him before. He's not so trivial. Right? And you begin to understand what He wants you to do is love. Love. The Bible says love. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. That fulfills the law. Love. All the laws of the prophets are summed up in this. To love. Hmm? Forgive. And forgive yourself. And let God love on you. Let Him love on you right now. Yeah. Don't be angry with yourself for being angry. Let God love on you. Give Him a chance. But you can't feel His love. When you got all that anger. I pray the Lord just crashes through your anger today. Hmm? All the grudges and the complaints. Huh? Some of us doing pretty good. But we got some things we don't like to talk about. You should never have a thing you don't like to talk about. You should run to God and talk about that thing. Before that thing manifests and does something. Hinders your life in some way. Your walk with God hinders it in some way. Don't have nothing inside of you you don't want to talk about. You know, sometimes people come for prayer, you know. And, and, and the counselors don't know you. And they say, I see this. I don't want to talk about it. Hello. Did it ever occur to you that a stranger just saw it? I don't think it's that hidden. But you don't want to talk about it. But all the stuff going on in your life is because you don't want to talk about it. Don't let there be one thing in your life that you can't talk about to a man of God or a woman of God that you trust. Don't let there be one thing you can't talk about. Don't let there be one thing in your life you don't want to talk about. Because that one thing may be the very thing that's blocking all your blessings. I don't care how small it is. I don't care if it's a button on a shirt. I don't care what it is. Don't let there be one thing. And you say, I want to talk about it. Because now you're going to start down this road of trying to comfort the thing you don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about it, but that thing is getting you into all kinds of trouble. Don't let there be one thing in your life that you don't want to talk about. Hmm? Whether it's your age, whether it's your offsprings, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, don't let there be nothing that you don't want to talk about. Don't let there be nothing that you can't talk about. Don't let there be nothing in your life that you can't deal with. Because those, those, um, those nests of anger inside your soul are the things you don't want to talk about. Hmm? Don't let there be anything in your life you don't want to talk about. Does that make sense? Uh, not, not one thing, not one thing. Don't let there be one thing in your life. I don't want to talk about it. You don't ever want to talk about it. No, 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 no. That thing ain't dead. Just because you ain't talking about it don't mean it's not there. Just because just you ain't talking about it don't mean it ain't affecting the outcome 
of what you're reaping in life. Because that's a grudge and that's a bitterness that, that's locked in in that place. And that's enough to destroy your whole life just because you don't want to talk about it. If you're to blame, own it. Own it. Yes. Find God's forgiveness and find His blessing for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Who needs a word? Who wants a word? Don't dislike people because they're happy. What if it's real? Sometimes somebody might be faking it, but what if it's real? Wouldn't you like to get some of that? Or find the recipe for it? Uh, mm, God's joy is real. Mm, mm -hmm. It just touched you. Boom. Like that. Kaboom. Just touched you. Boom. It touched you. Room. 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 Why don't you jump up and share some of that? Just keeping all that to yourself. Right? Stay away from married men, though. The Lord will protect your happiness. See, now when you're young, you used to get happy and get you in trouble. So you said, I ain't going to ever be happy again. But in God, whoo. What is the 11th of February to you? Does that mean anything to you? Yes, you. You in the green. Mm. Mm. Do you know that day? That man just come out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you know that day? No. You don't know that day? 11th of February. What happened the 11th of February? Hey, stop being afraid. You can't think of nothing when you're scared, you know. Okay. 
That wasn't too many days ago, was it? That's three days before Valentine's, right? Three days before Valentine's. That was a Sunday. A Sunday before Valentine's. What's that? That's your birthday. Uh huh. I wasn't looking for nobody else, but since you stood up, because that was for her, because mm, I heard it when I passed her. But that's your birthday. That's roughly. Mm, 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 mm. Do you, you remember? I remember something. Is that? Who are you talking to? Yolanda. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had a, a friend. Casper <laughs> or somebody like that, you know. Um, so on the 11th of Isn't February. Isn't it scary when people talking to people and there ain't nobody there? That <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, I think what scares me the most is I can't see who they're talking to. <laughs> so on the 11th of February, I came to church late. Say it. Church late. I don't know. It was it was rarely do it was like minutes to two. Right. Minutes to two. You almost missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you remember? Yeah, what you see it's more than that, because what I remember is um I was home and I was like having an internal fight. And then I came to church, but before I came to church, I saw like Yolanda coming to me, to talk to me, to say, um, well, the only word that I heard in the vision, she's saying, um, unfaithfulness, right? And I was saying, but you don't know, you don't know. So when I came to church, I just kind of crept into the back. And yeah, so I just kind of crept into the back, but the vision happened because she came to me and she said, Mm. Right. She said she, what? She was saying that, you know, you have these Sunday school children and da 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 da. Uh-huh. Yeah, to be okay, well she just saying it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So you were supposed to be here for Sunday school kids. Yeah. And you wasn't here. Well, I I came two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what time did it start? What time did it start? Huh? Twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Well, the, well, the kids did start three thirty. Yeah. Three thirty. Oh, that's the kids, not Sunday school. Not, not. Oh. So later, right? Could you not stay awake with me for one hour? He's setting up himself. He's sitting down. <laughs> what kind of mic stand are you? Mm-hmm. 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 
So you was having an internal fight at home. Yes, prophet. Internal fight. It takes two to fight. Mm -hmm. What? It'd been better you come to church and left the internal fight at home. Don't you think? Yeah. And may I ask another question? Was you winning the internal fight? No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely was losing. That's it. You should have been in church instead of home beating up on yourself. Well, I think that is when it kicked in. You know, I was like, oh, better just go to church and done. But, you know, I live far away, and so it took a long while to get here. Da, 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 da. So it took longer that day than it takes typically? <laughs> no one else. You see how we justify ourselves? It's a long way to get there. Same, same distance every Sunday. The, the time I was supposed to be getting ready, I was having the fight. You were having the fight. So it delayed everything else. Just fight with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. About your righteousness. Mm. About being right. Hmm? And you're losing. Losing. That's bad when you can't even win a fight against yourself, you know. <laughs> Ain't no fight ever with ourselves. Hmm. Our fight is with condemnation. It might have come from our conscience. Did this 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 had something to do with the relationship? My relationship. A relationship. No. So you're just beating up yourself for no reason? Tell him. I don't know. Say it more. You exposing them? Uh, all right, we learned a lesson. Don't come to church and tell Yolanda anything. <laughs> no, I tease her. I tease her. I tease her. She gave her permission. Yeah, I didn't hear what you were saying. What, you wanted to go somewhere else. I wanted, what happened is I'm in a bike, um, uh -huh. a biking club, right? But most of their things they do on a Sunday, uh -huh. so that conflicts a lot, obviously. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you, so you just sitting there fighting about whether to go or not go. No, well, I'd already missed the bike thing. It wasn't even about the. Um, you already missed church too. <laughs> I was still thinking about the children. Hallelujah. At least you come. And that's, um, that's why as Christians never have nothing. We sit at home. By the time we get through fighting, everything's over with. Wow. Wow. Isn't it? You miss everything. You miss everything. Mm 
the Lord. Remember, you, you stood up. The Lord says he's going to step up your game in regards to the gospel. He says you have some friends that will not live to see their 21st birthday. And that you're more concerned about fitting in than the fact they're not going to live to their 21st birthday. Believe me. The day you realize that's true is the day you will feel bad. And that day was coming whether I told you or not. We never know the people that we are, that's around us. We don't, we don't know if that's the last time we're going to see them or not. And sometimes we're very good at hiding what's going on inside or the choices we're going to make. Uh, you have any idea about the friends I'm talking about? Yes, Prophet. Mm-hmm. One of them is very upset with their mother. You know which one I'm talking about? No. One, sure. of, one of them is very angry with their mother. So I much. Might know, so, I might know who that is. So much they could almost kill their mother because I guess assume the mother is not giving them the freedom that they want, probably. Listen, you know the Lord. I know you're young and it's okay to have fun. But it's, it's hard medicine when you look back and you see somebody did something stupid and they're not alive anymore. And you, and you never really did do anything to encourage them otherwise. Now, this is not a boof. This is the Lord just encouraging you that he's going to step you up. You have a light inside of you. You you know this light. This light is not just for you. The light that God gives you is not just so you can manage your household. Or... Or... mm, it's like, it's like I, see you in, I see you in your bed and it's like, it's like you say, Lord, help me to have peace. Help me to forgive. That ever happen? Yes, you pray a lot in your bed, right? Not down on your knees like a good saint, but you, you pray, right? Yep. Because that anger gets all up here in your head. Yes. Right? Yes, prophet. And you tell yourself, one day, one day, one day, one day, let me let it go, let it go. Lord, help me, let it go. Mm. Today you've met with God. Mm. And I'm glad you're using the light on yourself. But share the light. Don't be afraid to share the light. Learn how to speak things. And if, if people don't accept it, don't get angry with them. See, that's the, that's the thing that we must understand about being witnesses. 
Sometimes you share the gospel with somebody and they don't receive it. We want to kill them. Why was we trying to save them? Because we didn't want them to die. But they don't receive it, so now we want to kill them. True? Isn't that silly? Sometimes just speak. It's hard for people to take words out of their head once they've heard them. Yeah. And the peace that God gives you, He will give them. Sometimes tell them, hey, you need to pray. And if you know they're doing stupidness, huh? don't always try to be cool. You have the gospel in you. Yes? And that's cool. We can help a lot of people. Some will listen to us, some won't. But when you see your dead buddies, dude, I tried to tell you. <laughs> Not that we want to see dead buddies, but it happens, you know. Yes? You're blessed. Hmm? I see them angels in your bedroom. Prophet, hmm? I just remembered. What do you remember? That the, um, the bike thing wasn't that Sunday. It was the Sunday before. Mm-hmm. And I came. So it wasn't that. What I was fighting... I didn't when... think that bore witness, but it was funny anyway. <laughs> it was the week before. What happened is um, that week before, leading up to the Sunday, let's say I was doing things that I, I find like God would not have been pleased with, right? Who? I was doing stuff that I believed that God would not be pleased with. Uh-huh. So when Sunday came... I was condemning myself a lot and beating up myself because I remember I was watching the um, first service while I was like cooking and stuff. So you, you was beating yourself up the Sunday before, but you was beating yourself up this Sunday too. You just had the wrong Sunday in mind that you beat yourself up because you beat yourself up so much on Sunday you just forgot which Sunday it was. Okay. Hey, listen. True fact. Yeah. You'll beat up yourself more on Sunday than any other day of the week. True fact. True fact. You'll almost sin on Sunday. Hmm? You'll almost sin on Sunday to give the devil his due for you coming to church on Sunday. Because your flesh don't like it when you give God glory. Some of your greatest temptations will happen on Sunday. Am I talking to anybody? Yes. Especially you married people. You better pray. Sundays? Hmm? Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Huh? It's because we're getting close to God. Flesh don't like it. It won't act up. Hmm. It says, well, if you went to church this morning and you did something good, you need to sin tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. And then your flesh get angry because it had to go to church. I went to church and preacher talked about me. <laughs> Satan said, what did you bring me here for? <laughs> So what happened that Sunday? 
Right, yeah. So, um, so you, you typically get up in, on Sundays, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and beat yourself up, and then get dressed for church, right? Does that happen a lot? Serious? Yes. Yeah. Don't happen the rest of the week. Tuesdays in prayer. Boy, I, I sense there's a pattern here. Something must be triggering this, you know. Every, every Sunday, you know. My father, well, he's been dead a few years. My father, I don't know how many times this man has set me up. He said, I'm going to go to church with you in the morning. Being Sunday, he's telling me that on Saturday. I'm going to go to church with you. All right, Pop. <laughs> it ain't like I ain't been down this road before. Come Sunday, time to go to church. That man's sick as a dog. He's sick. He ain't faking it, you know. He's sick. And if, if church is like, say church is from 10 to 12, he's sick from 9.30 to 11.30. About 11.30, yeah, he starts to feel better. Literally, I've seen this man sick. Listen, to get free of the devil is a very real thing. And some of us that have been set free from the devil, we need to rejoice right now. We need to rejoice that the Lord set us free. Because that devil is a real thing, you know. He will bind you up and beat up on you. Yes, you're going to stop beating up on yourself. Amen. Oh, God, amen. You're gonna, it, it don't matter. It seems like you don't even need a good reason to beat up on yourself. Huh? No. Mm, devil won't go back riding. <laughs> devil want to do this. Devil want to do that. Huh? No, it's a real fight. But see, then it makes you feel like a bad person. It does. And this is not embarrassing here. Mm. This is an illustration of how real your enemy can be. And that's why some of us, hello, that's why some of us need to witness a little bit more. Because we don't know the struggle that people go through to come to this house. You need to be a witness. You don't realize, huh? This is somebody that's here a lot. And they go through this. They ain't going to go through it no more. But but let's learn something from this. huh? We should not have a population problem in this house. And some of us witness. But but we we witness with the emotions. I don't think they like me. (laughs) Hello. This is an example. This is somebody that comes here a lot. This is somebody that's faithful. This is somebody that travels a great distance. Sometimes on a bicycle. Where you live? Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. On a bike. But some of us need to be more diligent to people that we witness to. They, they actually may want to come, but that, but that thing is fighting them. It's against them. Huh? And, it, and, and this is not about you getting this is not about you getting a point for witness to somebody. This is about you really helping somebody to get out of Satan's hands. Huh? 
Yes. And, and some of you here, if this is your struggle, receive. I want you to receive what's about to happen right now. You want to be here, but you lose the fight. You want to be here, you want to be here, you want to be here on time, but you lose the fight. You lose the fight. Yes? Nicole, I want to do something. What is this? February? February what? Almost the end of February, March, March, April. All right. Until my birthday. Until my birthday. Right? Until my birthday. I want us to start handing out numbers at the door. Right? For outside people, like we used to do. Some of you might remember. Numbers at the door. Right? When you come in, you get a number. But once church starts, don't get no number. Right? This is, this is for everybody. Right? Once, once church starts, you don't get a number. So out of the number, we're going to call one number and give $100 away each service to my birthday. Right? Just to inspire you to be early. Right? Because it works. Now, I am not talking to you. I'm talking to your devil because he like $100. (laughs) (laughs) Next Sunday, that devil will be saying, come on, let's go. We got to go to church. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to go to church. He might make you spend it in the cafe. I don't know about that, but (laughs) come on, get up, let's go. Remind me, right? Both services. Right? Both services. Mm-hmm. This is for anybody that has this kind of fight. Thank you for being honest. This is not embarrassing. No. You beat the devil. You're here. Uh-huh. She was early? Hmm? Let's start with her right now. The flat man. Yes? Anybody, you're struggling. You're struggling to be faithful to God. Listen, you're not fighting with yourself, you know. You're not fighting with yourself. You're fighting to be faithful with God. By the way, we got preaching fellowship this afternoon at 3.30. If you ever thought you would like to be a preacher, right? Everybody gets a chance to preach, right? Sometimes we have a subject, but usually it's pretty simple. I think Janice in charge of that. My wife would be in charge of that, right? At 3.30, right? Or if you're a little scared at first, you just come at 3.30. You can see what it's all about. See how easy it is. We're not going to examine all your theology. yes. We're just going to let the Spirit use you. Thank you. If I could say one more thing. What's that? Wow. Wow, my God. Tell me. Thank you, but wait. So this we great? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ah! Yeah! So, oh, my God. Talk. I have a homework center. 
right? You have a what? I have a, a homework center. I homework just give center. lessons to children, right? Uh, so somebody paid me like last week, but I know I have the rent coming, right? And the business now building, so I don't have plenty of students, but I have some. And a parent paid me, and I had $200 sealed in like a pocket in my arm. In my purse, and um, I went, I had put the bag by, next to somebody that I knew, and I went to um, like get stuff to mop up after the class, but when I reached home and I checked, they $100 was missing, right? $100 was missing. So I was telling God that I kind of getting scared because it's like, you know... Um, Only $100 was missing. Yeah, because I had two, but one was missing. <laughs> and um, I was asking God, like, God, you know, next week I will have to pay the rent. And um, I know it's 100 but I'm feeling like I sat back regardless, you know? <laughs> And I was praying for God to, um, for. Wait, wait, it's more. Wait, it's more. So I was praying for God to send the, um, to make a miracle happen. I don't know. But then, this morning I had to come to church. But my boyfriend wasn't there. And he would give me money to come to church. So I have the one hundred dollars uh-huh, and so like seven dollars, right? But I didn't want to break the other hundred. I was left because I was. Did you upset with your boyfriend because he went there? Huh? Was no, not up- really. Not, re- not really. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't feeling anyway, you know, because he told me he was going All to right. do something. Um, but when the um, so this morning, so he he went to work. So now I say, you know, gosh, you know, I didn't um. Get the money from him before he goes. So now I have the hundred dollars and seven dollars. I have hundred and seven dollars, but I don't want to break the hundred and a half because afraid, you know, what will happen. So Celeste came. Celeste has come with and she gave me twenty dollars. So I say, okay. But as I was coming, I was saying, God, you know, just do a miracle. Amen. And it's like two miracles in one. Amen. So, this is where the preacher usually says, you know, give and you'll get a hundred times as much. Forget that. It's about love. You don't give to get. Amen. It's a good message about being early. Because I don't want you to miss out on anything. But it's also a good message. You know. It might, not, it might not be money that you have to give. Maybe somebody needs encouragement more than money. We expecting God for something big and something great. And I know you expecting God for something big and something great. And the Lord, His pockets are bottomless. They just, He has and He has. So we want to make sure other people get blessed too. 
Let's be witnesses. I don't mean a one-time witness. Let's, let's, let's be persistent, right? Let's be, whether we walk them to church or, or we come by and pick them up, whatever we can do. Yes, you might be a little bit aggravating, but in the end, they will love you so much. Because the thing I want you to see above all is all of us can struggle at times. We fight with ourselves, which is not really ourselves. We fight with that flesh. That flesh don't want us to come. That flesh tells us it don't make no sense to come. My life ain't changing no more. Hmm. All those things. See. And daughter, you come wanting. But your blessing is in the giving. Hmm. Because you're blessed just because you gave. Sometimes we, we feel like we're in such a place that we need, but we don't realize that we have something to give. Be a giver. Let's be witnesses. Yes? Yes? I want you to give me a problem. The problem I want is not having enough chairs. Yeah? Yeah? I want Pink Panther to have to stand up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That's the strangest benediction song I've ever heard in the church. Be blessed.